Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 736 here on this morning. It's a Friday morning, so happy Friday as we head into the first weekend in December. It is a happy Friday for an awful lot of people heading into the Christmas season. And they're shopping and they're buying gifts. Not everybody uh, is going to look back on this particular Christmas season in the same way. No. uh, Majesty and Friends. It was a cool little store that I stumbled upon, I think, on Instagram. And it was in Manchester Square. It's 107th Avenue. It's that stylized sort Mm -hmm. of European looking complex. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's really cool. People go there and take pictures all the time. But it it had the neatest things. It had local um, items. You know, I bought Purple City candles uh, because where else do you buy Purple City candles? Because Purple City, of course, when you stare into the lights at uh, the Alberta legislature. So things that were really targeted towards Edmonton, you couldn't find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You could find in this store. And then on Instagram this week, uh, the owner, Julie Morrison, announced that she closed right before the busiest time of year. After 19 years in business, Julie is uh, joining us in studio this morning. Good to see you, because I guess you're not busy as far as going into the store. What on earth happened after 19 years? Uh, Why this week? Well, we just saw such a decline over the last six months that we just could not survive. We could not pay the bills, and it was just getting de- more depressing and more depressing. That's pain. But, but this is the time of year you're supposed to be able to make all your money, isn't it? Isn't the Christmas season, that's what everybody holds on to? Maybe make the decision in January, but what happened? That's true, but a lot of people still aren't shopping, and uh, uh, we don't blame them. If you don't spend money that you don't have. How are you doing? Well... I find myself unemployed for the first time in 19 years and having to make a resume for the first time in 20 years. Mm. But I've had so much support online that I feel really good about it. But do you wonder, where was this support for the last year? I don't I don't know. I mean, I still love all my clients. So, And everyone's had to make really hard decisions this year, whether they're going to buy groceries or they're going to pay for their kids' hockey. Or, And I think that the, the thought to support small business hasn't really been there. Not the same way as the pandemic, of course. Oh, so, so what do you think the, the biggest issue is? Is it the affordability crisis right now? Because it can't just be that. I would think that there'd be some other things that are kicking, kicking you, another local business. Well, if there are more things that I don't know, I'd love to know what they are. <laughs> well, well, I guess it's affordability not just for the people who are buying, but also for yourself, because we keep hearing about power bills, we keep hearing about the expenses that the different businesses have, so that had to have played a role. Oh, absolutely. Like, bill, bills have gone up for sure, and I don't know, I think they call this trickle-down economics, isn't that what it's called? <laughs> the worst kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more of a flood-down economics. Yeah, exactly. You know, there is this push to buy local, buy local. And do you think it's just lip service sometimes? It sounds like it sometimes, yeah. I think that everybody wishes that they could be the farmer's market person who's eating local organic produce and only Mm -hmm. buying from local businesses. But when it comes down to choosing whether you're going to buy food for your family or buy it, like you have to choose where you're going to buy it from. Nobody can afford anything right now. It's it's uh, this is an economic crisis. Uh, so the type of stuff I hadn't been in your store. What were you selling? 
What was in your store? We had the most amazing things made by the most amazing artists. We had locally made stationery, we had Bath and Body, we had really cool um, locally made socks by Friday Sock Co. We had we even had artists from Thailand and Germany, and um, yeah, I'm going to miss it so, so much. Really cool stuff, yeah. but extras. They were not the necessities of daily life. No, we are. We were not an essential service. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> and did you think that really made an impact for the affordability issues that other people are facing? They just, they didn't want to spend on those extras anymore. Well, it was a gift store, right? Yeah, gift like store. I love giving gifts, and I think people do too. But everybody's cut back on gift giving this year. It's, mm. it's going to be a slim pickings Christmas, I think. But. The closure of your local business affects other local businesses. The, the the stuff that you had inside your store supplied by local businesses. Absolutely, and I feel for them. I really, really, really do. And I wish that we could have continued. Yeah. So, so what do you do with the? Uh, uh, when Stacy said she went to the store to try and you know start buying. So, do you have a bunch of inventory that you're now trying to, to sell, or do you sell it through other stores? Where does all that go? Well, when I have an update, I'll let y'all know, because right now I don't have a business license. I don't have a registered business anymore. So I've got some things under my sleeves, though, let me tell you. But you, you must have a bunch of stuff that you now have to figure out what to do with. Is it all out of the store? Uh, we, we, we took some items up from, from okay. the store. Um, I, I, myself, I make quite a lot of products. I have a line of stationery mm. and things like that. So we didn't really want to see that get thrown into a dumpster. How bad did it get? It got so bad that they were all, after paying the rent and paying the bills, I only had a couple thousand dollars left to restock the store. Hmm. Have you had these conversations with other businesses? What are you hearing from other smaller, independent, local businesses? What are you hearing? I've been talking nonstop to local businesses. They're reaching out to me. They're DMing me on Instagram. And they're saying, hey, we're next. We're next. What can I do? And honestly, if I knew how to get people to make more money, I would have already been doing it. So is this, is this, there's nothing you can do? Is it just the state of where we're at? Because that's a very fatalistic approach, but I can certainly understand if that's where you've landed. It feels fatalistic. It feels very depressing and it feels like you're in a hole and you just can't dig yourself out. And at the other hand, it's really hard to ask for help. Who would you even ask for help from? There, I don't know. <laughs> there is no one. There is no one speaking up for local businesses right now. I've been waiting and waiting for someone to speak up on social media for small business in Edmonton, and nobody has done it. So guess what? I'm here right now to talk about it. So what does that look like? It looks like us trying to save some other businesses from closing like I did. And we have a cash mob initiative that I'd love to tell you all about. Well, then tell us. Cool. So a cash mob is where we pick a date, a time, and a place, and locals will show up to, and commit to spend $20, only $20 if you can spare it, at that local business, because that can honestly make the difference between them keeping the doors open or shutting down like I did. Hmm. Uh, that's not a long-term fix, but if it's enough to push them and get them through into the next month, then you maybe continue? Well, imagine if everyone spent $20 at that same local business every month. Wouldn't that help? Hmm. What's the future of retail? I think that right now with this crisis, we don't really know exactly what the future is. And sales are always gambling because you always invest your money and hope that you're going to get a return on it. Mm -hmm. But I don't see any returns in the next six months to a year. I does, really don't. Does it depend on what the, the retail is? I guess it depends on what you're selling, right? Well, if I was selling alcohol, I'm sure I'd do really good. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to be doing good. <laughs> Although you'd have a ton more competition, right? Absolutely, yes. And not necessarily local product, maybe, yeah. but not necessarily. Uh-huh. 
So let's talk about uh, the cash mob. So where, where, where is it? When is it? How, how do we get involved? So I had a couple of businesses reach out to me um, from the Oliver Exchange building, and we really want to highlight Oliver Exchange. So there's Bureau Bakery, there's Kulina, there's Plum Home and Design. And Jenna at Plum has been a constant source of encouragement for me over the last couple of years, and she's struggling. So we're here to help. Yeah, I don't know how many times we've heard it, both through some restaurants and some other businesses, uh, of, uh, that the struggle truly is real. So maybe that's one way you can sort of give back to your community. I guess some people are going to start to wonder, is it just a Band-Aid? Is it, you know, is if, if retail is in trouble, is it just a Band-Aid? I don't know. It's a tough one to, to be stuck in, isn't it? Well, I don't have that problem anymore. No. <laughs> oh, this oh. seems, you know, I, from 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 your post uh, saying that you're closing to uh, you know you organizing these cash mobs, it's only been a couple of days. And so, are you channeling your sadness and your loss into something productive as opposed to sitting at home and eating a bowl full of chocolates? I'm trying not to think about the depressingness of losing your business after 19 years. I'm really trying to look on the bright side of things mm-hmm. and realize that you did it once, you can do it again. I've been broke before. I can I can rise up out of this. But if you so. do it again, and no, I'm not saying that, that this in a harsh way, but what did you learn from this? So what maybe did you do wrong or what could you do differently to be able to survive if there is a next time in business? Well, I think that... You would want to keep your overhead as low as possible, um, as well as maybe not do so many of the extras. Like we did quite a lot of giveaways and a lot of parties, and we gave mm-hmm. away free ice cream to you know to 400 people. So maybe a little bit less of that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that can be a marketing uh, ploy that brings you more money in, but you got to figure out how it's going to work. Yeah, but as I said before, if yeah. I knew how to make more money, I would have done it. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you you think that there's going to be more stories like yours in, in in the new year if if people don't step up? I would be very surprised not to see half the businesses in Edmonton in the next two months move out. Half. That's mm. that's a big number. Yes, but I'm not an economist person, so maybe don't take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we actually have a, a one of your sort of neighbors coming in a little bit later. Maybe we'll uh, ask uh, Muley's Peter Keith coming in. They are great. great. They are great. So we'll talk to them a little bit about about how they're doing and charcuterie boards. Uh Uh, Julie, good luck. Uh, Yes, good luck. Maybe it's an online store. Somebody was suggesting, well, let's cut back the overhead and just go online and bring those special things. Maybe that's somewhere you go down the road. I'm sure you're thinking about it. Yeah, we're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, and you have an online presence, and of course, earlier I think last year, you you won best bathroom across the entire country. Yes, and now my best bathroom is at my house. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just gonna have to redesign it and put the melting ice cream in it, I, like you did. I uh, took the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> you took the plaque. <laughs> All awesome. right, thanks, Julie, for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks it, for it's, coming it's, in. it's not so easy. Much. It's not easy. Julie Morrison, uh, former owner of Majesty and Friends.